Welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session, and we are here for another guest speaker episode. And I am so excited to have a pioneer of Boston, uh, the hip hop scene. So excited to have M. Dot with us today, an absolute legend. M. Dot, how you doing today, man? Awesome, man. Thank you for having me. Oh no, thank you for being here, man. This is this is really great. I'm I'm so like I said, I'm I'm thrilled and, and honored to to have you on the show. This is this is really kind of a dream come true for us and having you on here. Uh, you know, you have a very illustrious history. You've worked with a lot of different artists, uh, specifically like uh, Method Man. You've, you've worked with, just recently you worked with uh, Pete Rock on The Atonement, which is one of our favorite songs uh, that, that we've heard this year, from, especially from the hip hop scene. Uh, what, what did it kind of mean for you to, to work with a legendary producer like Pete Rock? I'm still still tripping like it's 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 special for me man i'm a fan i'm a fan of hip-hop like you know forever so uh pete rock was I, yeah man it's pete rock for me it's, it's crazy i have i have um you know the original cassettes i have the vinyl yeah so we met in switzerland he was doing a show uh the same he was doing one of the shows on our on our tour stop and shout out to meta p uh they were kicking it like after the show talking like tons of music and stuff. And he had my vinyl and he showed Pete the vinyl. And um, yeah, Pete was like, you know, Molly's on here. And, you know, he saw like the production we had and he's like, you know, we talked a little bit. And, and when I got home, I had emailed him and I didn't really hear anything. And then like, like, I think it was like a year. Like that's how long the process took. Maybe like six, seven, eight months. He, he just sent me over some, some beats. So I still got some more in the email. So you know, we'll see. I love that. So you said you mentioned you uh, you met him in Switzerland, and you've done quite a bit of traveling. I know in your your most recent video that you just dropped for another day, uh, I really which which I, I love by the way, and it's super cool that you were able to you know take a different spin on it, really yeah. direct. I know you directed it and edited it and everything like that, and I feel like that's potentially something new for you to do. And it, basically that whole video is just you kind of going out and, and doing a bunch of shows. And obviously it's something right now that we're not really able to do right now with, with given the state of the world with COVID and, you know, the music industry is kind of in, in flux in terms of live music. So um, talk to me a little bit about the, the video and also just with, you know, you in general, uh, you touring the world. Like maybe what's one of your favorite places you went and, uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about, about touring. Um so that that whole video was like i was sitting there and it was like the entire july that we uh had booked for festivals actually in switzerland uh in the netherlands uh holland and um it all got canceled you know and and uh i was just you know i was trying to like spin a spin a negative into a positive and i was like i you know i miss i missed being on the road i'm so happy that i have this extra time with the kids and the family and like i was saying to you previously it's not like not like an industry artist where i'm on tour buses for 6 months it's only like you know a couple tours a year and it's probably 3 4 weeks you know at a time and that's it and it's it, i do really enjoy the time with with my friends cuz that's who i go with i don't just go with artists that ask me or offer me money hey can i go on tour with you i want to be with the people that i've 
you know, grown up with that I've like, I consider like my actual brothers who I want them to experience this, you know, so I'll say to the promoter to, to bring, to bring one or two of them, you know, and then uh, basically I was sitting there and I was like, you know, how can I, I want people to see what we, what we have on the road, you know? So I was like, I was like gathering our best show clips. That's the truth of it. Like I was getting like crazy shots of like big crowds and them into it, you know, cause it's not every show is not like that, you know, like, but I wanted people to see how, how cool it is. And also while I was making it, I was like, what record would go good with this? And we had done a song another day while I was on tour in Switzerland in core, in core Switzerland. And, um, you know, G's who did the beat, uh, did an awesome beat. And I was able to talk about, you know, like, you know, like how you have to drink honey and tea for me every day with, with the voice and stuff and, and how I'm missing my family and how, you know, I haven't slept in like, you know, literally two days and I'm taking a flight and it all seems like a party, but it's, it's not, there is fun stuff and it's, it's the memories, but like by the time we get there and do sound check and perform and then get up and shoot the video and record a song and then go to the next stop, it's, it's work because I'm trying to do as much as I can when I'm there. But anyways, long story short is when I thought of that stuff, I, I, I thought of that song and I, I just, I was on my phone, you know, I've, we've had a lot of time during, during, you know, this whole lockdown or even, you know, being in the house more. And I was like, I want to make this video, you know? So I was finding all these old clips, man. And it is, it's a pain editing stuff on your phone, man. Like I swear to God, like, you know, with your fingers and stuff, but, but yeah, so I edited on my phone, shout out to Victor who shot it, uh, works out, uh, DJ works out, uh, made the ratio for YouTube, but like, yeah, I edited all those clips together. It wasn't, it wasn't that difficult, but I wanted them to match the things I was saying in the song. And, um, that record we shot a video for in, in Switzerland with one of the dopest artists ever, this dude Bane, shout out to Bane, amazing artist, like does paintings on skyscrapers, like huge, you know, 20 story buildings, like murals on them. And he shot the video and you could see in the video, this is actually like a cool little backstory, him shooting that video on a couple scenes. He has the camera and stuff, but he, he didn't, he hasn't had time to edit it. So since he's doing it as a homie, he's, it's not like, you know, he's not doing it on a budget. He doesn't, he hasn't finished it, you know? So he, that's not the reason. I just mean, he has other stuff he has to finish for work, you know? Um, but we, I wanted to finish it. So I was like, you know what, I'll finish this. So that's it. And I wanted people to see the good stuff on the road. I wanted people to smile right now. Cause I feel like I'm, I don't know. I don't know when we'll, we'll perform again. You know? I know, I know. Uh, it's it's one of those things where uh, you know it's it's just all up in the air right now, and 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 the music industry is definitely hurting. You know, artists for sure. I mean, that's a, like a sense of source of income for a lot of artists is is touring. So going back to some of the things that you said, you know, I thought it was um, even cool, like how you like at the very end you got you put some like just you guys yeah. around in the hotel and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like trying to, it brought a smile to my face. So I think that that was, that like, was the goal. I yeah. wanted levity. I wanted people to see, like I said, if you listen to the record, it's, which I know you did. I just meant like, it's, it's talking about like that. It's everyone wants to go, but like every one of my homies who's come the first two days, they, they lose their voice and they're dead, dead, right. you know? So, and they'll all attest to it. Meaning like, it's not, it's, it's, it becomes, um, becomes work you know especially since we have to i'm not gonna miss something they put me on the schedule to do this show it's a luxury for me to be paid and flown or whatever it's a luxury for me to be doing something that i love 
So I want to make sure I show up on time. I want to make sure I'm there at soundcheck. I don't want to miss a dinner that they made us because it's a honor for them to come, you know, for us to come to the, to their venue in their country, you know, but, but yes, we, I, I, I don't, you know, we, we, we say something, we do it, you know, even with the whole COVID thing, I still, we still did, I think three shows. I even still went to Europe in early March with everything, you know, America didn't have any cases yet, but I still went there because I wanted to keep my word and we were fine. We were safe, you know, like my family's healthy, but I left when it got bad as we talked about, but I was in Cologne, Germany and I was in between shows and I'd stopped to do some music with my homie DJ Mech. And um, I had a show in Estonia that weekend and it was like a Wednesday that I had this day in between shows that I was doing like just other music while on the road. Like I said, if I'm away from my family, I want to make sure I come back with a ton of music, not just the shows, not just, you know, the compensation. I want to have like videos and songs. That's the stuff we're releasing. That's the stuff that keeps coming out is the stuff that yeah, we've stacked up. Me. Yeah. Yeah, you're staying here. Can you kiss? You're staying you say here. hi. I love you. She's going out. I love you. You going out? She's going out. Herself. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, but she is going out uh, with her mom. My, uh, I'll see you guys soon. Um, yes. So, uh, what was I talking about? Cologne. Uh, Cologne. Yeah. So I was in Cologne, and uh, Snowgoons hit me up, messaged me saying that the German. Uh, you know, president or um, whatever had, had made an announcement that they were shutting borders and that they had already alluded to like Trump was going to do the same. So I booked a flight out for the next morning, you know? So yeah. I was scared. I mean, I thought I was going to get usurped, like I said, about, like by somebody else who was higher up or, um, you know, like I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I'd never seen anything like it. You know, I'm in another world. And I don't know, the same day that the Trump did the, the shutdown, Tom Hanks had it and, and uh, the NBA was shut down and the NHL was shut down. And I was like, and again, I wasn't worried about me personally getting it, but I didn't want, I w it just felt like Babylon, you know, like I was worried about like just people, my family getting back to them, you know, like before everything hit the fan, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But, and like for you, it's probably like, it, it's interesting because like you're going out there to, like I said, work and like, you yeah. know. But you know, enjoy yourself and, and you know, and but also, you know, um, you know, try to try to reach your fans. That so, it's, I feel like it's awesome sure. that you have a great international fan base. Is that is that kind of the case? Do you guys have a good international fan base? I, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, like you know, there's plenty of shows that we do there that it's like you know, it's like anything. It's like we we get there and they're still you know they're not as savvy to the music and we still gotta we still gotta earn and you know work and get more 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 of an audience you know like i always i don't think it's enough ever you know like meaning like there's still people who don't know and that's why we keep doing it that's why i told you it's like you know like it's a marathon nipsey said it best and you know that's what it is you just got to keep making the best you got to worry about making the best music possible you know when m dot here says we he means ems which is mind state so revcore mayhem benefit desco undo that's right, and I'm seven. And then DJ works hard. Um, and then we have so many DJs, you know, shout us to DJ Decepta, shout us to Clashes Clay. Um, I don't want to miss anybody, man. There's, there's, there's so many uh, dudes in our crew. Um, uh, shout out to extended crew like Destruct, you know, and, and, and yeah, there's so many, man. This, uh, we, we're blessed. Meta P, who always comes on tour with me, Lateb, you know.
Tab. Yep, we've I've I've heard some stuff with Tab. You guys, you guys have that song up and up up and away. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Digging a lot. I love that song. And so it's interesting though. The first time I really like got onto the EMS as a whole, cause I, I'd heard your name. I've, I've listened to your music like way back. Um, and but the first time I saw you guys all as a collective and, and came on to you guys was actually your rap scallions video, which, oh, if wow. I'm not, which if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, did you guys shoot that international? Yeah, that, was, that was shot in Germany. Shout out to, to agent Dan on the beat, but that's, that's what we do. So we had a show in uh, Mannheim. And we are Lud, Luds, Ludswick Haven, which is next to Mannheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I butchered it, but uh, we had that show. And, and the next day, we um, shout out to JP, too. JP, uh, another one of our DJs. But um, the next day, we wrote that song. You know what I'm saying? We went in the studio, recorded that song. And then, you know, we shot that video. And then I went to the next stop. You know what I mean? Like, so that video was a video on tour. Like, and like I said, we're, we're hustling. We rock the show. We, we record the music, we do the video and then we leave. And then that video comes out months later. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, and I'm hands on with everything. Like I said, you know, like I'm, I'm helping with the mix. I'm helping with the video editing. I want to be a part of it all. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like I, I, in my opinion, I'm never going to be happy with it unless I, I'm somewhat connected, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, not only as a vocalist, though, too, because I mean, that is kind of your calling card and as a, as a songwriter and a vocalist, but you, you do dabble in production a little bit, too, don't you? Yeah, I, I just started <laughs> during quarantine. Yeah, that's interesting, though. I, I love that, though. It's got kind of a testament to, you know, this time. It's like if you're not trying to pick up new skills, like like you said, you were vi doing video editing, something you haven't done. Yeah, yet. I want to use silver lining is I, of this whole thing is like I wanted to utilize the time. You know, it was on my list of things to do. And yeah, man, I'm still learning. You know, I'm still like growing every day, but I'm producing and I and I really, really like it. You know, like, and I'm getting hit up by people and I'm sending beats to people and a lot of big artists, you know, we'll see when the record drops. Have I, I've already given some beats because I have a network because as an MC, you know? So yeah, but yeah, it's going, it's going good, really good. Like, Cause it's just, for me, it was just meditation. Like there was, a, it was, you know, COVID was tough, man. I was, I lost a lot of shows. I lost a lot of tours, but I had to make the best of it. I had to do something else. I had to add something. I had to adjust. I had to adjust. You know what I mean? So. I think, I think the big theme with COVID, especially, I think is that the big word that I've been using a lot is, is, is adapt or adaptation, right? Yeah. Like how how can you adapt what you're already doing and, and kind of, you know, even with us, like, you know, we've, we thought about this a lot too, with like our show, it's like, how can we adapt and improve what we're doing given the time frame, you know, given what we have. And like, you know, before we were having people in studio to do these, do these interviews. Now it's like, we had to adapt. We had to switch up and we had to do them over zoom, oh. and things like that. but things are working out even so like, and, and, and you we're, we're learning new skills. Like, like you said, like editing and things like that. You so have that's to have to right silver it's lining silver lining man like it's like i can't perform right now so i'll produce you know i can't you know like adapting is you know it's so key you're absolutely right so one of the things that i really like about you and like a lot of things we have in common is not only are you a hoops player which we'll get to a little while but you're you uh, you're an english major which <laughs> i am too i that's what i teach i teach english and uh, so it's pretty interesting to me because like obviously hearing your, some of your albums, like Ego and the Enemy, 
um, and compilation and things like that. Like I've just noticed over time, you know, you have such, you know, focused subject matter, your bars are always conscious. Like I always find myself even like having to rewind and, and like, listen, like re-listen to certain lines. Cause I'm like, what, what did he just say? Like, um, and I always feel like with you too, like, you know, you're not afraid to get political. You're not afraid to get personal and reflective. And like, you always seem like you always deliver your bars with this, with this chip on your shoulder. So I guess but my, right. question, yeah. my question to you though, is like, you know, do you take a lot of pride in like, you know, wearing your, your thoughts and feelings like on your sleeve, so to speak within the music. And, and then also like what really motivates you as like a, you know, a rapper and a storyteller, how is like your, and how is like your English major sort of like, like helped with that at all. Like I've just kind of noticed on, you know, certain songs, like with Chris, like Chrissy, for example, right? Oh, like yeah. very, uh, you know, that you have a great storytelling there. And then on a song like Dreamscape, you got very introspective with a lot of the imagery and things like that. So talk yeah. to me a little bit about like, you know, your, your writing process and like I said, the English, how the English majors impacted, uh, you know, your writing and things like that. Uh, you know, like anything, man, it's like sharpening a sword, you know, like I actually was in a really good writing, um, like, like getting into that zone, making Eagle and the enemy. And, and uh, it was tears of it, you know, like there was, you know, cause it took a while. The, the writing usually is, is, believe it or not, it's not a long process. It's just getting into that mental uh, training of being like, you have to sit down and write this song, you know, but the Chrissy song, it's, it's, it's relatable for like anybody who's been around somebody, a girl who's been eaten up, like, you know, like people, it's, it's, I always think of like wolves and like, you know, like a figure, uh, meta, metaphorically, like people like who see this beautiful girl and they just use her up, you know what I mean? Drugs, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, you know, sex and she's down to nothing. And she, that's what Chrissy was, is so many people that we grew up with getting lost down that path, chasing, trying to be, you know, an Instagram model nowadays or like, you know, some type of Hollywood success. And they're, they're getting off track because of, of people that are offering them stuff, whether it be money or, you know, uh, like I said, some form of narcotics or like, you know, uh, just, just opportunities. And, um, it's sad because we, like I said, we know those people. That's what Chrissy was. Chrissy's that girl that it was beautiful in high school that you see 10 years later. And like, she was like out of your league and you see her 10 years later and she's coming up to you on the corner asking if you can, if she can borrow some money. And it's because she, she didn't have that self-confidence or she, she lost her way, you know, and, and the world ate her up. It's, it's a, it's an ugly world, man. That's something that people are seeing right now, but it's, it's whether or not you can see past that, see, you know, through all of that, through all that darkness, if you can, you know, if you have the focus, if you have the, if you have the, the mind to be like, well, if we, if this is our life, we have to make the best of it. You can get through that. You know, not everyone can, they need help. They need people to like, not eat them up and take advantage of them. That's what Chrissy was for me. Buckwild on the beat. That's a special one. But, um, you know, uh, the dreamscape was me like being like, you know what? I want to do a story about, uh, like mental, um, like where, where people are lashing out and doing like horrorcore type music. And like, I don't ever talk about shooting people and doing all this stuff. And I was like, I want to like make a record, like a, a scary movie doing all that type of stuff. And that's the zone I got when Marco Polo sent that beat. That's the first thing I thought of was doing that type of imagery. 
and I thought that that would be I thought that that would be super cool because like again I'm almost mocking that type of music you know I'm trying to think of a line in it but uh you always said my sales would plummet if I didn't talk about it like talking about like you know like if I didn't talk about you know because I feel like I always feel a chip on my shoulder that we're not like a super image thug rapper but but those dudes respect us more just as much as anybody because we're who we are that's that's you know what i mean like i'm also not the spaceship moon's extra conscious either i'm who i am on every record i talk about my life i talk about my family i talk about breakups and like we've we've had our trials and tribulations when i was a kid but i don't i don't want to talk about like that stuff i don't want to talk about fights like no i mean like i don't want to glorify like the the mistakes i made i want to talk about how i can how I've learned from them and how I'm better now. Like a real OG wants to like, you know, improve his life and they're proud of where they've become. They don't want to get back to that mentality where they're still there, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I said, like we've had a, you know, Boston, uh, the, before it was the Boston calling, it was the, it was the, uh, the bump festival. Like I was telling you after the show, I have video footage where like I fought, I was fighting with two different cops who like, like hit me after I was trying to give CDs to the crowd. They were saying I was causing like a, you know, a melee or chaos or something. And I never put out that footage. And, you know, we were in cuffs outside and we were fighting, we were fighting like cops, you know, and all the hood sites were hitting me up asking for that footage. We never put that out because I'm not trying to glorify that. My kids, I don't want my kids being like, that's what, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it, it was, it's something that sells records. Sadly, that's what, you know, so that's what, that's what Dreamscape was, is, is taking, you know, time to be like, you know, we can do those songs too. I just don't do them all the time. That's not my, I don't want to be boxed into just that, you know? Sure. Oh, absolutely. And I think you bring up a good point too. It's like, that's how I feel about you in, in, in your, in your bars and the way that you tell these stories, you're, you're coming from a very real place where it's like, you know, these things have happened to me or I've seen them happen and they, and they do happen, but let's, like you're saying, let's not glorify them. Let's not make this seem yeah. like be the norm, but like, let's also not ignore that they happen as well. Like, sure. let's look at it from a different lens. Let's look at it from a lens of like, you know, what can we kind of learn about this? Like, what message does this send to, you know, the greater society and things like that? Like, that's really what I took with like a song 100%. like- not like Chrissy specifically, like I feel like if somebody, you know, if, it doesn't even have to be a woman, it could just, it could be anybody, but anybody that's yes. struggling with like who they are and like this, the, you know, if they've gone down a path, a path that they might not want to be down, you know what I mean? Like, like, how does that, like, what is that, you know, mentality? Like, how did you get there? What is it? What does that mentality look like to get out of it? Like there's certain things to, to take away from your music. And that's why I, I respect a lot of what you've done in, over the years, because, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's not like, you don't you don't make exactly you know what you hear on the mainstream yeah. radio, but you guys have still found a way. EMS just as a whole, you guys as a collective, and, and you specifically as a solo artist, you've been able to stay relevant, you know, in this time despite all of those things. You know, kind of going against the grain in a sense, and I sure. and I, I love that about you guys. That's that's I, one of the, the big draws that I've had to your music. I appreciate it, man. It's it, like I said, you know it's being who I am that like gets us so much further. If you meet somebody, that's why I, like I was, it's weird. Cause I always say it to everyone. Our, my um, generation was like, we were before the internet, but we were also 
during the internet like these kids now only born into the internet does that make sense like and like when i say before internet meaning like i didn't i didn't have my phone all the time in high school i didn't have like you know social media and i you know and i'm not even i'm not even that old where it's like i just simply mean that like I, now the information is so much and the music is so boom 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 i came from an era where like i thought that classics were so much more important than just you know you know quantity over quality I believe in that in my heart and soul. And I believe being yourself, being who you are is the, is the most important thing when it comes to that type of stuff. Because like I said to you before, when we built relationships, we built, you know, um, we built years of doing it, at least I feel the right way by stacking up a network of people that we've been ourselves to. We didn't follow the trend. We didn't do what we, we kept on doing what we wanted to do. And we put our full effort into making the best quality music and treating people right. And like I told you that the people that might in more power to them, but the people that do a lot of the stuff with lies or trend or bullshit or whatever, they have less of like when we fall back, we'll fall here. When they fall back, they'll fall all the way back because they don't have any ground to stand on. You know what I'm saying? So like we've been this way for so long, consistency, the marathon, like I told you, being, you know, being yourself, that's the easiest thing in the world, but the hardest thing in the world for so many people, just being who you are, like people respect that so much more. It's so much more fascinating. You know, yeah. our path is just a longer path. That's all it is. But the music, you know, and I, I, it's just, I'm not trying to brag, but it's undeniable because I know how much effort we put into making sure that it's quality, you know, Absolutely. it might not be for you, but it's, it's not, I know it's not whack, you know? Absolutely. No, for sure. And like, I, I actually like this, this, this sentiment because, you know, I feel like the, sometimes the, the longer path this, or the, the harder path is sometimes the, 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 the right one to take, you it's know what I'm saying? Rewarding. It's more rewarding. Morning, exactly because you know you're not just kind of jumping on the next trend and because trends tend to cycle right so if yes, you yes. yourself and you do you exactly do what you guys do at a high level you know it's gonna level, it, 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 yeah right you guys have built this foundation and you've done it for a long time and it's and it's really like it's, it's commendable but it's also like your fans are going to respect that so much more sure. and they're with you for that because they know what to expect from you they know you're not going to switch because the industry switched you know what i'm saying like and that's going to be and it's and yeah yeah absolutely it's okay it's okay to adjust it's okay to adapt if you're still being sincere with that you feel it you know people can hear that in the music and yes stuff like you know that's doing little trends or whatever that's cool if, if that's what they feel like, and you can feel it, you know, but if they're just doing it for a buck, that's not going to last forever. You know what I right. mean? I learned exactly. that from Gangstar. I learned that from, you know, coming up and watching heads like adjust, you know, I saw master ACE. He, he like, you know, built a whole new career. His second career was in, was in the underground, you know, after having major success in the industry, but he had adapted, you know, instead of doing the bullshit, industry industry stuff when stuff started to change he adjusted and made like great albums and the underground you know what i mean like that that that's what i really admire i want to make the best music i can and like i told you before obviously there's a small bit of nepotism but i believe in my crew and my family i believe in them like i believe in anybody you know like meaning like i i don't i told you this before 
I don't care if you're a mid-level rapper. If there's a million rappers, if you're offering the fact that you're a good person, that you work hard, that you want to grow, that you can do other stuff, that you do graphics, that you, you know, whatever it is, you're already higher to me than some name rapper or somebody that's above. Like that, that person is room for growth and they can like, they can get past that person who's getting stagnant regardless of their name, build within. And that doesn't mean that you can't add to the roster. I just mean, you know, I want to, I want, I don't want to look at anything else outside of us. I want to keep blinders on and worry about being the best we can be because then we can make the best music and then everything will come to us. You know, that's some real shit. No, that is no thousand percent. And like that's, and again, I think that's part of why you guys have had the staying power you've had. And, and like you said, you've, and I mean, you've worked with some, some pretty big artists. I mean, you've worked with method man. Like I said, you, like we said a little earlier in the, in this episode, you know, you've worked with Pete rock. So uh, talk to me a little bit too about, um, I know we kind of went into this a little bit, but like, how has the industry in your opinion, like for better or for worse, like how has it changed like during your career as an artist? Uh, before I say that, I just want to say like, we have so much more to do as much as I've done. Like, I'm always like, that's, that's what I mean. The marathon, the growth, yeah. this st- like, you know, as much as like, as, as, as much success as, as I've been lucky to have, you know, as I've like, you know, experienced with my crew, there's so much more for us to do for me to ever feel any bit. And I'm sure even then I want more to any bit um, of, you know, contentment. And even then I don't think I'll feel, you know, I have a chip on my shoulder that, that we've always been. Oh yeah. You have to keep that. And you have to use, you have to use it, you know, like, and it's, and, and, I just, I've always felt like we're overlooked no matter what we do. And that's just a mental thing too. I placed that in front of me, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, okay. So, uh, you know, how has it changed since I've been in it? I've watched it. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, I've watched it completely change from, you know, when I'm looking at old pictures of the baggy era to like, now I wear tighter clothes for sure, you know, but like, but like, as far as, you know, sonically, I think the underground, I don't even call it really, it's like, you know, just hardcore hip hop, which I associate myself with. I think that you, well, just hip hop in general, like the, the word hip hop, but like liking boom bap beats and conscious words. I think that that's coming back again, which is wild because you can see it with the whole Renaissance and like with, with, with a lot of that, um, people were saying the drumless music and stuff, you could hear a lot of hardcore rappers doing that type of music it doesn't have to be drumless that's not i have no qualm about anything you know like that with that type of stuff as long as it's dope you know but that music the whole gazelda movement is showing that hip-hop is coming back full circle you know what i'm saying and that is a good sign for us but i've seen it shift when it shifted to the trap which the cell the cell took over for like you know it feels like 10 years you know and um but that i have seen but the one thing more than anything else I've seen is a level playing ground, which is wild. Meaning like you're seeing industry level artists now kind of in the underground and putting out an album a month or something crazy. And you don't even know you're like, Oh, this is pretty like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's less, um, it's more people just putting out music like albums, like albums, like singles, you know? So that's yeah. one, one thing I've seen drastically change where like, you know, it used to be uh, you can make a quality album and tour off that album for a couple of years. And now it's like, they want constant content. You know, I I've been building a project for 
three years now. And, and, and when I say three years, I just mean like I'm doing other stuff, touring, working on other projects, you know, releasing singles, doing features, producing now, you know, and doing other stuff. But I've been working and taking my best music and putting it on this project that, that, that the atonement is on with Pete Rock, you know? Fuck yeah. And uh, so that actually segues into a good, a good thing. Uh, so what are you, uh, what are you working on right now? You said, so you work, you're working on, is it, so is it Ego and the Enemy too? Is that, is that what we're Yeah. So it's a, I'm looking at the board right now. It's a, a dissolute paradise. And um, man, it, I haven't even really discussed like the production on this like too much, but it's the Pete Rock track is the, was the first single. Method Man's back again. Let's you go. Know, like, it's, just, it's just, I mean, that's crazy. You can't, Method Man, like, um, you know, Black Milk is producing on Ooh. it. Apollo Brown is producing on it. Ill Mind. Eric's. Brown guy. Yeah, me too. Eric Sermon is, this is, this. it's going to, this is like, for me, it had, Eagle and the Enemy had a, a real lot of success. I mean, just like the, the, um, the reviews of like the Boston Herald and the Boston Globe and like publications that I respect, not that reviews always mean anything, but like, you know, they had it in the top albums of the year and I had a lot of pressure mentally where I'm like, I want to be, I want to make this album better than that. So I think the writing is better. I think the mixing is better. Um, I had to talk the production somehow and the production of the first one had high tech and Buckwild and yeah. Molly Ma, you know, and, and it's just like, yeah, it, it's, it's a crisis who produced for, you know, Rhapsody and so many uh, and large professor, you know, now this one has Pete Rock and, you know, like I said, Eric Sermon and Black Milk and Ill Mind is amazing too. But I stacked these beats like Ill Mind, you know, I got that beat like maybe eight, nine years ago from him before he was doing music for Jay-Z and the movie Moana, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. M Phase has produced Eminem's first song on Marshall Mathers 2, Marshall Mathers LP2, which a couple, three, four years or whatever it was. He produced the first song on that. I stacked that beat from him like nine years ago you know like i saved it i saved it like i wanted people you know i wanted to put it out you know like when i had more eyes on me but um i don't think there's, there's not a lot of features on this project method man you know i think rev's on it but that's yeah you know I mean, a lot a lot of your albums though i mean you you have had like on compilation you had you had uh a little more features than ego and the enemy and well, compilation is just like a, a compilation of records uh like that i had singles and i i put that cdo just for hip-hop camp like the festival and then now i'm kind of like putting it on band camp and stuff but it's 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 just a collection of songs like ego and the enemy and this one will be like albums but no i know what you mean yeah it's not i don't i don't want to be I don't want to have a ton of features. Like I used to love doing feature songs and mixtapes and stuff, but not for albums. For albums, I want a conscious thought process of like, you know, a, a concentrated effort, you know? Yes. thousand percent. And, and, you know, I, I love all the, the uh, producers you're bringing in here. Like I'm excited. Like I'm excited for Paulo Brown, El Mine, like, all, all, all the ones you just listed off. Brother, I'm like, it's, like, it's, I don't even, I don't even know what to do. I'm scared to like release like I'm scared to like release an album and not have these all have individual pushes because I want every one of those records heard. The one with Eric Sermon's about basketball and that's the whole, and it's, that's the one that I really want you to hear. Cause it's, it's, it breaks down the whole basketball trajectory, you know? So 
Yeah, you put. So you were an athlete. You know, it's interesting because I I, I kind of get like this too, where it's like I want every single one of my I, every like whatever episode I'm working on, I want it to be so much better than the last one. Absolutely, it's like a, absolutely. It's like, it's like a competitive thing with myself. I think like that's an athlete's perspective. You know what I mean? Like you, I, you're I, only I, you're I, only versus yourself, ego and the enemy. You're only yeah, versus yourself. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else matters. Uh, Nothing. No meaning for your happiness. You know, like. So Absolutely. if that's what you, if you're doing it for the art and to, to have enjoyment, then that's all there is, is making sure you're, you're competing with your ego and the enemy, you know, sports, sports. I tell everybody that's what helped me as a kid. It teaches you that if you bust your ass, that you can get success. If you work hard and it teaches you, you know, like losing, it teaches you, it, 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 it helped me so much with being competitive and knowing if I put the work in, then I'll see rewards, you know? And if, even if I put the work in, it might not happen. I need to go harder. And even if, you know, like, it's like, it's just, you keep reaching, you know what I mean? Like, and that's, that's how I feel. It does teach you a lot of humility. Like you said as well. Like, yes, yes. Because you're not going to win every game. It's just the reality of the situation. You're not going to. Absolutely not. And and, and that's, you just said it, you know? And then if you did, when you lose, it's going to teach you, wow, this is like, Oh, like you're going to be, be broken. Cause you're like, how do I deal with this? That's, that's why I'm, I'm a little scared for the newer generation where the kids are like, everything's a reason or an excuse. Like, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to I prove see. that you could do anything, you know? Yeah. I, I see that with the kids that I teach and coach as well. It's like a lot of them are like afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. And, and they like, blame, they blame other stuff or they, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. not, I'm not my father. I think of him as like, you know, my hero when it comes to like work ethic. And he, he's not his father who never missed a day of work ever, like 80 years or whatever it was, yeah. you know, like literally even when he was like, uh, excuse me, not 80 years, he was like 70, how old, he, how old did he pass? Like 70, 75 or whatever. But he, he worked every day up until like the last year of his life. You know what I'm saying? He worked on Christmas, you know, like, and he would come home with the camera, shoot a little bit, then go back to work. So that's how, that's how I've been built. Like that. I want to, I want to, you know, like I look up to him and he looked up to his, his pops about putting in the work, you know, and like, I can still do music and have a like, like, so it's a trade-off. So some, some rap, there's two types of rappers. I I've always noticed. And then there's the people in the middle that I feel like I am, but there's a rapper who, you know, uh, has a family, has a real job and falls back. And he's Al Bundy. He's like, I used to be a rapper and, you know, whatever. He's Al Bundy where he's talking about his rap career. But he but he wants to have the house and the family, which we all do. And then there's the other rapper who sacrifices that shit, chases it, and neglects his family. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, meaning like he's just not, you know, like a lot of these rappers aren't good people. They're not, they're chasing money and they're not, they're not making enough money off it. Like, I... I'm, I would never just do rap. I would never just do rap. Even if I made a lot of money, I would, I would go crazy being like, I have to make records just to make money. I have to do other stuff. I have to, my brain doesn't work that way where I can be content with just making money off of that. You know, like I have to do other stuff. I'm in the middle where I'm able to juggle it, where I, where I can do music, where I can be a, a dad at home, where I can be a family man, where I can, uh, make sure that they have money, they have food, you know, like, but I'm not just chasing music and I'm not falling back and doing the home life. You know what I mean? So there was a sacrifice, you know, like we, you know, like I wanted to, 
I wanted to uh, get a crib sooner. You know, I wanted to do all that stuff, but like it was a balance. Like I, I, I my other homies like chose to do the, the full-time career working, you know, and, and, you know, like I, I'm, I'm juggling it, you know? Oh, for sure. No, you and I kind of built very similarly. And I know you, so are you uh, Italian by chance? Are you come from like an yeah, Italian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom's an Italian citizen too. So I'm, a, I'm full blood. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm all, I'm, I'm only half, but so uh, yeah, but I think it's like, even so it's like the, um, maybe just the mentality of like, cause I, I, for me personally, like my, my Italian side of the family, like they, they came here as immigrants and it was one of those yeah. things. It was like, uh, it's that immigrant mentality of like, you know, you just, just kind of just try to, you just don't stop working. It's like a, it's like this yeah. work ethic where you just like, it's almost addictive. And same thing with me, like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm doing so many different things too. Like I, I teach, I coach and I do this podcast. It's like, and I can't, for me, it's like impossible to be able to just like do one of them. Like, I, I, I don't think I ever could, you know what I mean? Like for me, I would have to at least do be doing two of them, if not all three. Like I just, I am that same type of person where like, I have to be doing all these things because it's, you have to, it's, it, yeah, it means something to me. And it's like, and, and I, and I see fulfillment out of it and it's fulfilling. Uh, yes, it is. It is. And, it, and it's, and it's, you know, and, and, it, it, it is funny. Like I, I kind of like, I learn certain things within doing one of them. And then I kind of, I, I can actually take, you know, that mentality potentially and, and use it with the other. It's like, so I'm constantly thinking about, you know, how they all kind of intertwine in a sense too. So it's, 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 it really is. It really is that again, like that mindset, like you're mentioning just the, you know, having that chip on your shoulder and understand and, and, but not having it to the point where, you know, it's going to hinder you by any sense and, and not making excuses for yourself. And when you being, being humble when you win and, but also being, having some humility, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like that yeah. understanding that, you know, that that's just the way the world is. It's the way the world works. Like we're not, a lot of us with, with this coronavirus thing, a lot of us lost, we all had to take a loss. Yeah. But we will win again. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in our own, you can, still, you can still win on this. You can still no, no excuses. I mean, yeah. you can find good in everything. And, and listen, you have no disappointment if you have no expectations. Sure. If it's all on you, if you're not relying on anybody else, I say this too all the time. I'm producing, I'm mixing, I'm editing, I'll do whatever it is. And then it's just on me, you know? So if the product isn't good or if it's not, no, that's, so my headaches come from when I, you know, in, expecting anyone to do something for me and that's the problem meaning like if like they need to finish mixing it or fin when that video wasn't getting done i was like I'll, i'm gonna i want to figure it out i'll do it i'll do you it know? Yeah. you know like when i was like you exactly. know what i'm saying like just like you know I, I just there's no excuses if you put it all on yourself you know it's a lot of work people don't want to put in that work so yeah yeah and but yeah like you said it's 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 more fulfilling at the end of the day when you 100% on you and uh so while ego ego and the enemy too I guess we're, we're looking out for that so is, is there like a are we expecting that anytime soon are you just kind of still working that work in uh, work in progress or so, like, I, I loved the first and I, I like I like I've said it to you a little bit before I found the way that you again you were able to stay sort of relevant with some of the times like like with with just sonic appeal of it so I thought that was awesome but again you're bringing like like the like the more st storytelling and conscious bars and sure. with, the, with the production like you know you you use a lot of vocal samples you use some background vocals you use like a little, some higher bpm on some of your yeah it was a little bit, a little bit more different than like the old school traditional boom bap so like you kind of no have it's not yeah it's not just boom bap we have a lot of musicians on it we had like people playing 
instruments and song i can't remember now but it literally sounded like it was like live drum like live instrumentation with live hi-hats and like live drums like i i the beats i'm making that's the ones I, that's how what i like the live drums you know but it might be meow mix shout out to john glass I, I don't know which one it was but um yeah man it's uh i'm, I'm working on ego and the enemy too um me and big Shug have an album that that's like almost almost done we just have to finish it big sugar gangsta uh foundation and um ems we have an album the crew uh i'm working on an album with confidence and jay farah the producers we haven't even delved into that one but we're we're gonna we're in the early stages they just sent beats over but me and big sugar uh have a bunch of songs recorded me and ems have a, a ton of songs recorded and ego and the enemy too is is done i just need to i need to finish recording and mixing two songs but like i have like 30 songs recorded you know for that album right. but i'm only going to use like i don't i don't know 15 14 13 whatever fits whatever. yeah and then i'm going to go in and add instrumentation to everything i'd like to still produce one on there maybe i'll produce the intro because that was like uh, a late um you know uh development me producing you know and but i just think it would be advantageous for me to um, showcase production on that so that people then would maybe hit me up for, for beats after hearing it, you know? So oh, for sure. I think that's a smart move, especially like you, like you yeah. said, you've been, you've been doing the production piece of it now, like within yeah. with quarantine. So that's, that's huge. To yeah. Yeah. That on there. That'd be great. I so, love that. So that album, we did the first single with the atonement in February. I had the tour. We were, we were, we were off. Everything was like, I, I had three videos lined up. The Apollo Brown video, the, the, um, the atonement video in Germany. I had these videos lined up. Ill mind. Uh, was, I was, I was shooting before with my homie in Worcester, Victor keys was amazing. Um, it all fell apart. And now I didn't, you know, there was like all the racism in the, in the country. There was horrible shit. I didn't want to put out anything. Like yeah. selfishly, I didn't want to put out music saying, look at me, focus on what I'm doing. Even even if the music's conscious, even if the music's talking about the bigotry and stuff, I didn't want to make anything about me. And we just, we're on standstill right now uh, while I'm finishing it. And then hopefully I wanted to tour after it. I don't know. We're not going to be able to. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adapt to that. We'll figure out that. But, you know, yeah. basically that's, that's I need to finish the, the mixing and then and then figure out when when you know when's a good time to put it out i'm sorry go ahead no 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 no. i was just saying like uh you know it's I, all the artists i've talked to it's it's really for them they've all they've all had a different answer for this but it's it's more or less just talking about you know how like we've said the word adapt a bunch of times here but you know with with the lack of touring now it's like you know how do you adapt like some artists are doing like i know one of the artists I work closely with is working on a short film that's going to coincide with his sure, project. Sure. People that are doing like the live stream stuff that's, that's becoming a big thing right now with whether it's on Instagram live or Twitch or you yep. know, whatever you're using. So it's really, again, like you said, like thinking a little bit outside the box, getting creative, um, even though you had all these plans and they kind of unfold, you know, they kind of, you know, didn't, didn't work out the way you wanted them to. It's still, it's, 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 it's going to be like, it's a new challenge. And I, for me personally, I like a new challenge. I always like challenges. So that's, yeah, for me, that's yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, it is. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. The, the writing, I haven't been doing as much writing unless I'm in the studio with my homies, which isn't that often. That's, or when I'm on tour, I don't, I, I have to push myself to write. I've written 600 songs. Like, but so like the writing 
which normally takes the least amount of time because I just stop and, I, and I'm getting the zone. I, I haven't had the discipline as much as I'd like producing. I've enjoyed because it's such a freedom, you know, mm-hmm. like I could do this. I could do anything. I could change the BPM writing. I felt a little bit more boxed in and I wanted to be super creative where it's like, wow, this is better. I don't want to have in like syllables and content. I want to have it all. I don't want to just put words together and the writing I haven't been doing as much as I should. That's as sincere as I can be. Like I have a ton of stuff on the board features I need to finish. You know, I haven't, I haven't done, I've, I've like still been productive, still producing, like I said, still editing, still, you know, working, working on like editing videos and stuff like that. But I haven't been writing as much as I should, you know, and I want to, I just need to push myself, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, that is, that is it. Like trying to push yourself. Keep and going. Yourself. Keep going. You know? So, dot you've been amazing you've given us so much amazing content here and 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 insight to kind of your process and and things you got going on behind the scenes and and everything this has been this has been so great and i do have one more question for you this is my question i ask every artist before they before we we end and it's called the dream song scenario now you're a little different because you have worked with some big big names and you've worked and you've been in the game and some uh some of the people you're working with on this new album is they're they're up there and, and you you are a big name in, in your own right but again it's the dream song scenario and i'll structure it for you this is kind of how it works so you ha- you get to make a song with anybody dead or alive uh wow, dead, or alive. Dead, dead or alive all right I'll, again you get um a producer or a couple of producers, depending upon like, if you want like a certain like drum pattern from, you know, one, one producer and like a, maybe a melodic progression from another, whatever it is, whatever, however you want to structure it, you get a, a producer or a few. Okay. You get a verse, you get two guest verses and you get a hook. So someone to do the hook and two guest verses. So your dream song scenario, I'll give you a few minutes to think about it. Who's on that song? Uh, this is, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I, I, jeez, man. Like, again, I want to fit the record, you know? I just want to be very clear on that. Tupac's like my favorite rapper ever, but I don't know if I would, I'm not saying I can't. I'm just saying I don't know necessarily how, I, I, I don't know if that would be my perfect choice for me making a record that I think would, would work. And not that we would make it work, but Tupac would be one of my, but for my style, my style, I love big pun, dog. Like, I'm like, you know, like, I like that, you know, steadily, readily, better be ready. Like, I would love to work on a record with pun. And I, us going back and forth like that. Um, I've told, I've told Rev that uh, he sounds like pun. <laughs> Rev does for sure. And Fat Joe. Rev is the best voice, dog, ever. He's like a monster. Uh, so I'd say, I'd say big pun for the rapper. Uh, for the production, it would be like for an industry pick, it'd be Dr. Dre, no question, no question. Alchemist, Alchemist would be another one. Like mm. I would love to work with Alchemist. Who knows, you know? So we might have something, you know? But ah man, singer. So Alchemist or Dre, big pun would be the rapper. How dope would it be like Dr. Dre, big pun, and then like for the singer, I'd like like again i don't know if it would mesh we'd make it mesh but i think it would be dope i've pictured like 
James Brown or Al Green, maybe Al Ooh. Green, over like a Dre beat with like, you know, funk in it, like a little funk in it, like the way George Clinton. George Clinton would be dope too. Man, it's too many. It's too many. But, but for the final picks, I would say Dr. Dre, you know, James Brown, big pun. That, 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 that would be – I like the, like the weekend a lot too, man, like a real lot. Like his voice is like – I love Michael Jackson and, and – um, yeah. Has, he has like a Michael Jackson with the 80s, which is like my favorite time. Man, it's just, there's endless possibilities that you got me thinking, dog. Right. But that that begs the question, what would what would a, a weekend Dr. Dre song sound like? That would be that would be interesting. Incredible, dog. Like for me, like that would be like I'd buy that record in a second. Like <laughs> dog, like he, he has so many he has so many like like his um levels he can go with, with his voice and ah uh, oh, man that, that yeah that that would be my pick or you know so the living would be or the more the more modest pick, even though it's not modest, would be Alchemist Weekend, and um, I think oh Redman, I love Redman, but the Passed Away would be James Brown, you know Big Pun, and um, oh Jay Dilla, Jay Dilla would be dope. So Jay, we've we've had Jay Dilla on here before. That's that's been a that's been a uh, yeah. It's definitely been a uh, a pick would, for sure. Past, I, would, so. I, I would, man, I would sink into a Jay Dilla beat, you know. So <laughs> I sure. love it. There's no question on that one. That one I know. But shout out to this. There's so many amazing artists, man. And you know, if I can offer one bit of wisdom, like that I've learned, is just keep going, keep doing what you're doing, believe in what you're doing, make the best music, or the or make whatever you're doing the best you can make it. Don't make excuses. You know, find ways to make time for it instead of finding ways to be like, I don't have time for it. Same thing with me with the writing that I'm guilty of. And if you're not writing, find something else to do to be creative. I've been drawing, I've been producing. Like I said, find other avenues because your mind is, is, even if it's not doing that thing that you were doing great before, you can shift that to something else because you have so much in there that you're capable of that you're not even using, you know? And I find that out every day. I find that out with my kids watching them, learning from them, you know, but the cruise EMS, the cruise EMS and, and, um, I'm proud of my team. Uh, thank you for having me, man. You know, no, seriously. Thank you for being here and giving us everything you did. You had a, you actually you had a teacher line in Fugazi that I can't now. I forgot to write down. I don't know if you remember it off the top of your head. I don't. What, but, what does it say? It's, uh, there was a line on Fugazi, and I can't remember what it was, but it had something to do with teaching. And I thought it was, I thought it was like, it's like, I'm the teacher now or something like that. I'm the teacher now. You the student. Uh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, I can't remember the line now. I've never, I've never, I've never performed that, but that's, uh, wow. That's like, yeah. That's I mean, it's on, brand, it's on brand with this. That's why, that's why I'm bringing it up. But I meant, again, I meant, I meant to write it down in my, in my preparation for this. And for some reason I, I messed up and I didn't write it down. I just, all I wrote down was uh, Fugazi teacher in quote in parentheses. And I'm like, ah, shit, yeah. I forgot to hold down the fucking line. <laughs> Shout out to LX being on the beat. That's dope. I met him through my homie proverb who passed away. Who's like one of my favorite people. Um, yeah, man, uh, Jason, Bam Savage. But yeah, uh, that's a that's a good song to talk about.
MDOT, thank you so much for being here, man. This was a lot of fun and I, I'm so excited to see what you got coming up next with EMS and your solo stuff and everything you, you were talking about. Guys, make sure you follow this man on Instagram, m.boston, correct? On Instagram? Yes, yep, yep, yep. And, everywhere, uh, everywhere, M-D-O-T Boston, all the social medias. Go stream Ego and the Enemy. Uh, one, number one, it is out on all streaming platforms. Yep. And support this man on Bandcamp as well. Uh, yeah. Get is, uh, is also on Bandcamp. I, you know what? I, one thing before we start, I think more artists need to utilize Bandcamp. I think yeah, Bandcamp's I, great. It's great. You get yeah. more money. The la my label, shout outs to Workside, they get my Spotify because he put out that project. But I like Bandcamp. It, like I can, you know, it's it's a it's a good distribution for me. Um, yeah, Layer Cakes on there. There's a bunch of projects on there. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for having me. It's been awesome. I look forward to it. You know. No, not, yeah, seriously. Stay touch. Stay in touch. And yo, another day. Peep another day. The video that we just put out. You know? We're gonna link all this. Will be linked in the description. All right. So you got, we we'll got the Instagram. We got uh, the Spotify, uh, all the Spotify links for the albums. We got the, uh, another day video, all linked down below in the description of this episode. Whether you're listening to us on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, wherever you are listening to this episode, just hit the links below if you want to hear more. M dot. And of course, if you are a fan of M dot and you are coming on to us for the first time, follow us at Turntable Teachers. Hit up our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest blogs, in interviews, episodes, the whole nine. MDOT, again, thank you so much for being here. This was fantastic. No problem, man. Honor, and I appreciate you very I much. I appreciate you, man. My pleasure, you know. This is Mike, and this is MDOT with Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed.